This is Fair Issues on the Mormon Faircast. This week's article is entitled, Keeping the Faith. Is the Tower of Babel Historical or Mythological? By Michael R. Ash. Read by Ned Skarsbrick. This and other articles by Michael Ash can be found at DeseretNews.com. This article was used by permission of the author and the Deseret News. Last week I began discussing the Jaredites and the Tower of Babel and how the story might be reconciled for those who believe that science and religion do not necessarily conflict. Some people, for instance, believe that the story of the Tower of Babel falls into the realm of fantasy rather than history. There are historical indicators, however, that suggest that the story is a myth in the scholarly sense. While most people think of myths as fables, which is what the word actually means, scholars loosely define myths as culturally shared narratives that bind, inspire, or help delineate a particular culture. In the academic world, the word myth is detached from popular associations with falsehood. They equate to legends, which may or may not be based on actual truths. Myths are often pre-scientific stories used to explain why things are the way they are. They may represent types or models, or they may exaggerate a real event. They may conflate multiple events into a single story, and they typically make erroneous assumptions based on the incomplete understanding of actual facts. Anciently, oral and written traditions were not histories in the modern sense. While such accounts were often based on actual events, historical accuracy was not the high priority. The main purpose was to share cultural events, heroes and villains intentionally selected to relate specific points. Tales of real events could be molded to help convey the moral of a story. As detailed in a past issue, while I believe in actual Jaredites, Nephites, and Lamanites, I also believe we can better appreciate the scriptures when we realize that ancient societies, including prophets, recorded their narratives according to their own understanding of the world around them. When we shine the light of science and scholarship on the Tower of Babel, we find some interesting things. First, the word Babel comes from the Asro-Babylonian word which means gate of God and is related to a Hebrew word that means confusion. It appears that the author or authors of the Babel account are engaging in some wordplay to make a particular point about the story. It's also interesting to note that the Book of Ether never mentions Babel, but simply the Great Tower. In the Bible, we learn that sometime after the days of Noah, the land of Shinar, modern Mesopotamia, was ruled by the wicked Nimrod. In Genesis chapter 10, verse 9, he's referred to as a mighty hunter before the Lord. Early Judaic traditions, however, interpret this as a mighty hunter in opposition to the Lord. Nimrod's name, in fact, comes from the Hebrew verb, let us revolt. Once again, we see Hebrew wordplay utilized as a teaching tool. Nimrod was not a hunter of animals, but of the souls of men. And according to ancient traditions, Nimrod was responsible for the building of the Tower of Babel. 
In ancient Mesopotamia, from at least 3000 BC, we find the construction of ziggurats, stepped temple monuments. Ancient cultures believed that gods resided on the top of mountains, and the belief was even incorporated into Greek mythology, which was taught that Zeus lived atop Mount Olympus. Early prophets, including Abraham and Nephi, went up into the mountain to pray or commune with God. Likewise, Moses met God on Mount Sinai. Temples were considered to be man-made cosmic mountains. As Dr. Nibley notes, they are the binding place of heaven and earth, where alone one could establish contact with the upper and lower worlds. Ziggurats of Mesopotamia were temples or towers built to reach the heavens or intended gates to God. While Nimrod's connection to the Tower of Babel can only be inferred from the Bible, other ancient traditions support this inference. According to some of these ancient traditions, Nimrod, the great-grandson of Noah, acquired, stole, in many legends, the skin garment that God gave to Adam in the Garden of Eden. The garment supposedly gave Nimrod great power, godlike power, Nibley wrote. Now, I'm not insisting for a minute that the legendary Nimrod ever existed. I am only interested in the type of thing that happened. And after having examined hundreds of legends from all parts of the ancient world, all telling substantially the same story, I would think that anyone would find it difficult, in view of the evidence, deny that there was some common event behind them. It seems to have been a single event, moreover. In ancient Judaic, through Babylon, the ancient city-state of Mesopotamia, represented the wicked, while Zion represented the righteous. Since the priesthood is God's power bestowed upon mankind, an imitation godlike power would be a false priesthood, and a tower associated with this power would be a false temple. The Tower of Babel, therefore, would represent either historically or mythically the false temples and priesthood of wicked men who oppose the true priesthood and the living God. If you like this podcast, you can help promote it by subscribing to it in iTunes or by rating it and writing a review. Post a link on your blog and Facebook page and tell your friends about us. Questions or comments about this episode can be sent to podcast at fairlds.org or join the conversation at fairblog.org. Michael Ash is the author of the book Shaken Faith Syndrome, Strengthening One's Testimony in the Face of Criticism and Doubt, as well as the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Both books are available for purchase online through the Fair Bookstore. Music for this episode was provided courtesy of Lawrence Green. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or that of Fair Mormon. Mm-hmm.